This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to Bleeding Blue. My name is Justin. With me is one of my best friends, Snacks. This is a podcast called Bleeding Blue. It's about the New York football giants and its great history. Um, Snacks, we're going to have a shorter episode today because what we want to do, we want to reflect and we want to remember. We didn't have an episode last week. That's because you were too upset about the Knicks, even though that's a lie. Um, we didn't have an episode last week, but we, we what we really wanted to do um, is we want to at least take a couple minutes today. Remember, reflect on Jim Fossil. He did pass away last week. It was one week ago, June 7th, 2021 on a Monday. So Snacks, you really became a... Giants fan at the start of the 2007 season. Jim Fossil was a coach for the Giants for seven years from 1997 to 2003. Uh, but obviously the 2000, the 2000 season was his most memorable year. Um, so Snacks, you feel a very strong attachment to Jim Fossil. He was your first head coach. So give us some thoughts and, you know, let's, let's remember Jim Fossil for, for a couple minutes here. Yeah. So um, like you said, my fandom, I guess really remembrance of, where my fandom started and everything giants was in 2000, that amazing year. And yes, he was my, he was my first coach. And um, I'm glad, you know, when we spoke about like what we wanted to do this week, and I, I think it was just a no brainer. We're a giants history podcast and Jim Fossil was a very big part of giants history. So I think there's no better place than to kind of remember him here. And um, I, I was very shook, um, quite frankly. Uh, the tears flew. They were all day. I could barely work. I, I, I don't know why it hit me so hard. Um, you know, we haven't heard much about Jim Foss. Me and you have mentioned him here. Hell, we've even made fun of him for the NFC, uh, the NFC championship party. Yeah, they so threw. actually, I mean, Snacks, Jim Fossil has been a huge part of this podcast so far yes. in, in terms of after rebranding it into a Giants history podcast, like, Sure, we've poked fun every once in a while of, you know, Jim Fox. But this is also, I think, who he is as just like a coach and why he's so different when you compare him to the rest of the coaches that kind of came before him and after him when you compare him to the rest of the coaches in franchise history. He rented out a movie theater after the Giants lost the Super Bowl in 2000. And sure, you know, uh, you would have never done that. And, you know, that, you know, a lot of people probably look look down upon that. Like, you can finish in second place then. But that is the type of guy that I think Jim Fossil was. And it's reflected in kind of how he's been remembered. I was not really a fan in 2000, but I really have seen how he's been remembered, number one, and how he's been talked about, particularly in um, Ernie Paladino's If These Walls Could Talk, which it has been so much about the early 2000 Giants. And I didn't really mm-hmm. predict our show to kind of go towards the early 2000s giants so much um as we've kind of been going for over a year now but the way that he was remembered is just nobody has said a bad thing about him nobody nobody has said a bad thing about jim fossil everything has been overly overly positive and snacks let me even ask you this and i'll throw it back to you i have a feeling especially when you compare jim fossil to the rest of the coaches in franchise history why do i have a feeling that jim fossil was the most relatable coach like to relatable co- coach to like 
the fans, a man who's just very welcoming. Is that kind of spot on? I feel like that is 100% spot on. So in our lifetime, well, you, you know, you had Coughlin, Shermer, McAdoo, and then I had Fossil in there. And between the four of them, I mean, it's not even a, a comparison. Fossil's a guy you kind of want to just go hang out with. He seems like a very endearing person, very lovable guy. Um, you know, he had such a nice smile. And um, obviously, you, you know, we, we will probably talk about it a little later, but um, his press conference tirade talking about going all in, um, which clearly sparked that team. But relatable is, is an accurate word. You had Coughlin, who was more of like a – more like General Patton and like this strict, stern guy. And um, Shermer just never, Shermer never came across like likable. Um, you know, he didn't really relate to Shermer, McAdoo, talking about sex crazed lions like Jim Fossil. And then, and then we know Parcells was of the same, you know, Coughlin was of the same cloth as Parcells. So when you say the word relatable, Jim Fossil is t- probably by far the most relatable to us and to Giants fans as any coach that this team has had. And, um, just a, a beautiful soul. And um, I think that you brought up the question. You would probably agree with that. Yeah. And why I think you, you mentioned his famous press conference, which everybody replayed the clip this week, you know, you got the crosshairs, you got the, you got the laser, you put it right on my chest. I'll take full responsibility. I'm raising the stakes right now. This is a poker game. I'm shoving my chips to the middle of the table. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants in, get in. Anybody wants out, get out. Okay? This team is going to the playoffs. So everybody's replayed that clip, and that's such a famous clip. We've talked about it before on this show. And I heard Michael Strahan talking about it. And why that was so unique for Fossil to say is the fact that he says, anybody who wants to get in, get in. Mm -hmm. Anybody who wants to get out, get out. I, I have a feeling that's kind of... It was kind of different compared to like his regular coaching style where it was kind of in your face. It was in right. your face. Like you want this, you better get in. If you don't want this, you better get the hell out, which I feel like that's why, why it was, it's why it was different for him, but also that's why giants players really liked him because he was very different from Dan Reeves where Dan Reeves was the ultra disciplinarian. Parcells was a guy that was like, you know, probably a disciplinarian too more than anything, but he was also a guy that under, understood people as well. But that's where the Giants wanted to go to. They wanted to go to a kind of a player's coach, you know, Kerry Collins off of footballs and life scrap heap, you know, got this guy and you know, really both, both of those guys turned around this franchise uh, for, for, for a solid couple of years. And it resulted in two of the greatest wins in franchise history. That is that NFC divisional game uh, against the Eagles where Jason Seahorn had that tipped interception and he runs it back. Um, and then obviously snacks a game that you went to the 41 to nothing um, NFC championship game against the Minnesota Vikings, which just being a part of that game plan and reading about that game plan and about how, you know, we're just going to come out, we're going to throw the ball on offense. And, and, and fossil was an offensive minded guy. He was an yes. offensive minded coach. Yes, so we're going to come out there and we're going to throw the ball and we're going to outduel one of the greatest offenses in all time. Unbelievable. Unreal. The- and they they outdueled them, that's for sure, uh, by slapping them around 41 nothing. And um, it's funny, I guess people maybe people uh forget to realize that from from 91 to when Fossil got there, that was a that was a pretty bad stretch of Giants football, yeah. And the Giants were not projected to do anything in Fossil's first season in 1997, and 
they went out there, they beat a 13-0 Broncos team. They went 10-5-1, and they won the NFC East in his first year. And he like, won Coach of the Year his first Won year. Coach of the Year, yeah. Like, And, you know, hearing, hearing what people, you know, what players and coaches around the league have said about him um, truly is a testament to the man and coach he was. And, you know, I think I tweeted out, it's a little, it's almost kind of bittersweet in a sense that, he's getting all these accolades and appreciation now that he has passed. But I do understand that that's what happens. Somebody passes, they aren't in the NFL for a while, or they're not in a respected sport, or you haven't seen him in the national spotlight in a while. That's when people really start to reflect on their opinions and everything of them. But I mean, we have sat here and we have talked about how great we thought Jim Fossil was and um, just everything like that. So the, the fact that while he is, while he did pass and, um, at the very young, I'm sorry, at the very young age of 71, it's it, 71 may, may sound old, but it's, it's a, it's a young age. Um, and you know, when he did pass and to be able to, to see and hear his former players and, um, you know, just coaches around the league that, that just had such great words to say about him really, really shows the impact that he made on, on a lot of people in this, in this league and at a lot of players. Um, Ernie, of course, he was on with the Michael K show that same day. And, um, he was just going off on, on how nice of a man he was, how good of a man he was, how much the players loved him and respected him. Um, and it's, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite telling. And it's not just the man, he was a great coach and like things get underlooked too. He, he hired two, he hired John Fox and Sean Payton who went on to be two of the better coaches in the NFL. (laughs) So it's like. You know, the, the guy knew what he was doing and, you know, unceremoniously, unceremoniously in 2003 when they just had a miserable year, he got fired um, with a few games left. And I think I, I don't I may be mistaken, but I am pretty sure he finished the year out, um, which is kind of unorthodox. You, OK, you're fired, but you could finish the season. Um, it's it's uh, he meant a lot to me. He means a lot to this organization. Um, I always think back on like, what if on two separate games in the Super Bowl? I know we got our asses kicked by the Ravens, but that game changed when Jesse Arms or whoever it was returned an interception for a touchdown and it got called back on a defensive holding. After yeah. that, it was the game over. So that's one play I think about a lot. And then you go to 2002 when they were beating the Niners by a million points in the fourth quarter and Trey Junkin completely botches the snap. That team was really good. You know, they were 10 and six. They fought their way back from a midseason collapse. And, you know, they were finally just starting to click on all cylinders. So it's um, it's definitely th- those two games always just pop up in my head as, as kind of what ifs. And um, sorry, I- I'm rambling, but no. it's it's a uh, it's a very difficult loss. And um, I-, I was stunned. I woke up and um, I my I had a text from my brother. It was like Jim Fossil died. And I, I couldn't believe it. And I know Danny had texted us in our, in our group chat. And I was just like, I, I was, I don't think I got out of bed. I, I turned my work laptop on and I just worked from that. I just, I was so, I was so demoralized and I, I, I was stunned how hard it hit me. Like, you know, and then I, very disappointing, but um, I will say to start off my fandom with that 2000, 2000 season, and then having the 2002 season, which was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Jim. And um, quick shout out to Big Blue VCR, who absolutely did a phenomenal job of 
kind of timelining Jim Fossil's tenure with the Giants and a lot of his great memories. So if you guys want to go back and take a look at his his tweets from last week, I, I suggest you do that. It's very nostalgic. And uh, if you're an emotional bastard like I am, you'll probably shed a few tears. Yeah. And one other thing I want to bring up before we get on out of here is, you know, I, I for whatever reason, you know, I was only three years old when it happened. But I went to school at St. Peter's Prep. I worked at St. Peter's Prep this past year. I feel a very strong attachment to that area, Jersey, you know, downtown Jersey City. And for whatever reason, just seeing, you know, seeing certain, you know, coverage of 9-11 and also being a football fan. I feel like the NFL mm-hmm. does a very it does a pretty good job every year around the time of 9-11 to honor and remember. And I and I'm I'm actually very excited for what they're going to do this year now that it'll be years. it'll be 20 years. Um, and, and the Giants are playing the Broncos, who they played September 10th, 2001. And Jim you know, Fossil was the head coach. So I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, what how they're going to kind of remember, um, you know, the, those events. And, and it's what I'm you know, basically what I'm trying to say is Jim Fossil was our coach mm-hmm. during uh, during that time and during the, one of the nation's darkest times. And Jim Fossil and the Giants were part of this effort to try and bring bring us back from the darkness and that effort of just providing entertainment you know and i think they really there were some guys even like greg camella who were doubting like am i contributing enough to society and like just being a football player but then they got voicemails from fans so this one fan who actually worked in the world trade center he went to the game in denver and he left ernie Corsi a voicemail on you know on you know on his uh, on his machine and said if it wasn't for me being a giants fan i don't know if i would be alive today because he would have went to work at the freedom to at the right. world trade center and possibly would have you know unfortunately he would not have been in denver yeah right passed away so that really was a calling for the giants to you know we are here to provide a service for everybody and that's to kind of forget about the crap um that that, that is life sometimes um, and then they went into Kansas City the next time that they played a game. Um, they went to Kansas City. They had a great victory. And Jim Fossil recalls that there's a picture that they took in the locker room where everybody's wearing their NYPD FDNY hats mm-hmm. and t- big team picture. Everybody's it's a very smiling. iconic picture. Yeah. Yeah. Very iconic picture. And he said that that is in his trophy case. Um, so Jim Fossil being a part of that recovery post 9-11. Um, is something that I'm also really going to remember him for as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's I'm so glad that you brought that up. You say he was a part of it, and I think he was more than a part of it. I think he was truly at the the forefront of it all. And um, I know his what he did and everything um, he did for the city, what he did with the team. And um, I know he's been ra- – he was always raved about that. And I, I forget who brought it up. Um you know, it might have been a Corsi on the K show last week that was talking about his exact efforts with 9-11 and um, how incredible him and his wife were and, and the healing of New York City. And I mean, yes, the Giants play in New Jersey, but they're just as much New York as they are in New Jersey. They are, they are the city. And, um, you know, him being the face of trying to heal the tri-state area, doing everything he can as a football coach of a national football, national football league team is um, it's pretty special. And it's a a true Testament to the man he was. And um, 
and just the the legacy he he will live on and um yeah it's uh i i am i'm struggling to remain um sane here it's why i wore my glasses just in case the waterworks started but uh, I'm i'm really glad that we have this show to come on here and be able to talk about coach fossil and um the way i think he deserves to be talked about uh so it's great stuff rest in peace coach fossil all right so thank you everybody for watching um you know leave a leave a comment let us know some of your favorite memories of of coach fossil you know we, we, we'd love to hear it especially you know for those uh for those fans who maybe were around for a little bit before snacks was, and then especially myself, you know, from just the stuff that I read and I'm very thankful that, you know, people like Ernie Palladino have, you know, written such great books and such great memories about such great men and people in this organization. So keep on bleeding blue. Thank you for watching this little bit of a somber episode. Um, we will see you next week and snacks say something nice. I love coach fossil. Yeah.